WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Governor Gretchen Whitmer this week signed the MI Healthy Climate Plan, energy legislation that will guide the state's energy policy for decades. Speaking in Detroit, Whitmer said the package will put Michigan at the front of the pack when it comes to clean energy. With these bills, Michigan will lead the future of climate action. We'll protect our air, land, and lakes. And we will fight for future generations of Michiganders who deserve a better future. The legislation requires the state to get 100% of its energy from renewable sources by 2040. It also seeks to improve energy efficiency and waste reduction programs and streamlines the approval process for new green energy projects. Not everyone's a fan of the legislation, though. State Representative Pauline Wenzel calls the package a green dream that'll lock Michigan into, quote, a future of higher rates and less reliable service for hardworking Michigan families. She said the governor made energy a partisan issue by signing the legislation. More than $440,000 has been awarded to St. Joseph Public Schools in the latest round of grants from the St. Joseph Public Schools Foundation. President Sam Abdelnour tells us the foundation talks to administrators, teachers, and students to find out where the biggest needs are. We try to provide the schools with the things that the state funding or the millage or any other way of raising money happens and cover those grants for those folks. Abdelnour says that the biggest two grants awarded this month were $150,000 for the elementary schools to purchase new media center furniture. It also awarded $150,000 for a medical research table at the high school. All of this is possible thanks to donations. We'll raise over a million dollars this year from donations. And I would say about less than a third, about 30% of that comes from the Whirlpool donation. The rest of it is raised by individuals in our community. Other grants include $40,000 for the high school eSports arena, $66,000 for a refresh of the publication lab, and $7,800 for a key club conference. Abdil Noor says this is just the first of two rounds of grants the foundation will give to the school this academic year. In all, he expects the foundation to donate $900,000 to St. Joseph Public Schools for 2023-24. Michigan Works is offering Benton Harbor residents a chance to get free training to prepare them for a career in health care. Chief Marketing Officer Mary Morphy tells us thanks to a grant, the agency can offer a 12-week training program for those interested in a career as a community health care worker with a focus on behavioral health. Individuals who take part in the training will leave with a certification, actually two of them. So you'll leave with two credentials with connections to employers in southwest Michigan, which is the bigger piece here is you're getting firsthand knowledge and industry experience. The program aims to help job seekers gain two in-demand health care credentials and jumpstart a career in health care. Morphy says it will certify those who completed as community health workers with a micro-credential in behavioral health. That could be a stepping stone to further education or to a career. So why do Michigan Works want to offer the program? It's based on a need. There's a, a big need for health care in not just the state of Michigan, but in southwest Michigan as well. Morphy says this is only open to those who live in the 49022 zip code, are 18 years or older, have a high school diploma or GED, and a clean criminal record. Spaces are limited, so anyone interested should register to attend an information session set for December 7th. We have a link to it at our website. Congressman Bill Heisinger is unsure if there will be a vote this week to expel Representative George Santos from the U.S. House. 
He tells us if there is, that matter could raise some questions. I'm afraid that these expulsion resolutions may become the new censure, meaning that bar of what this means has sort of drifted downwards. And I really, truly am afraid that this could be used as a political weapon on both sides, by both sides. And it's unwise to move forward with this. Isinga says Santos certainly has been accused of some distasteful offenses, but he wonders if an expulsion should happen before there's any conviction. He notes uh, the last member of the House to be kicked out was James Trafficant, who had been convicted of 10 felonies. November has been National Adoption Month. Many foster families who've become forever families are working to raise awareness of the benefits of adopting and to recognize that more than 113,000 children in foster care are waiting to be adopted. That includes more than 10,000 in Michigan. Alyssa Harp and her husband Jason Harp finalized a rare adoption of older teens at a Michigan Adoption Day ceremony this year. Alyssa says growing her family with the two teen brothers has been rewarding and fulfilling. Their hearts are good. They want a family. They bring so much to our lives. They're such good siblings. We're just really excited to be able to help them have a safe place for them to be able to become amazing adults. In Berrien County, Adoption Day was celebrated November 21st with seven adoptions being made official. Justice Brian Zara from the Michigan Supreme Court joined local Berrien County judges as those seven adoptions were completed. The annual 97.5 Y Country Stuff a Truck Food Drive and Fundraiser has collected $22,500 for the Southwest Michigan Community Action Agency. The agency's Yvonne Vite tells us that's just the funds raised. They also collected a whole lot of food and personal care items. During the week, we announced we had three truckloads. Well, after we went and we picked up from all the schools, we gathered another three trucks. So we're now closing out with six trucks. $22,500. That uh, 22500 is being matched by Wolf Financial, bringing the total to 45000 raised. Fight says that'll mean the agency can purchase a huge amount of frozen food for its pantry. And a state lawmaker is on a hunger strike with some colleagues from other states. Michigan State Representative Abraham Ayesh and others are calling for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. Just water and uh, Gatorade. So, I... I I drink coffee, but I, I, as so long as it doesn't have any milk and sugar, I, I think I, I won't be breaking the the hunger strike rules. The hunger strike started Monday. Activists are also taking part, including actress Cynthia Nixon from Sex in the City. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. House Speaker Mike Johnson says he'll leave it up to fellow Republicans to decide how they should vote when the question is called on a resolution to expel New York Republican George Santos. That's now expected to happen Friday. ABC's Stephen Portnoy has more. The House Speaker says he worries about setting a bad precedent. I personally have real reservations about doing this. Mike Johnson notes George Santos hasn't been convicted. His trial on counts ranging from wire fraud to identity theft is still pending. But Santos's fellow New York Republican and GOP conference chair Elise Stefanik has seen enough. And this is a matter of, you know, right and wrong. Now that the Ethics Committee has found Santos stole from his campaign to fund his personal expenses, Stefanik says she believes the House will vote to expel him. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. The Israeli military says Hamas has begun releasing 12 hostages from captivity in the Gaza Strip. The army said the first two hostages were transferred to Egypt late Wednesday. Ten others were expected soon to be freed. It was the sixth release of Israeli hostages under a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. 
Israel was to free some 30 Palestinian prisoners later today. The ceasefire is set to expire early tomorrow. International mediators are working to extend the truce by several days to allow further releases of hostages. After today's releases, about 150 hostages are believed to remain in captivity. In candid remarks, NATO's chief says Ukraine and the allies should be prepared for a long, hard fight ahead. Morph maybe sees Tom Rivers at the Foreign Desk. At a gathering of NATO foreign ministers in Brussels, Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says... I think we need to now realize that there is not a silver bullet, not a single system that by itself will change fundamentally the situation on the battlefield. But in many European countries, taxpayers have been pushed to breaking point with economic and recession fears now taking center stage. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. The Japanese Coast Guard says the U.S. Air Force Osprey, based in Japan, crashed during a training mission off the country's southern coast, killing at least one of the eight crew members. A Japanese Coast Guard spokesperson says the cause of the crash and the status of the seven others on board are not immediately known. U.S. Air Force Special Operations Command says the Osprey was from Yokota Air Base and assigned to the 353rd Special Operations Wing. Ospreys take off and land like helicopters, but can rotate their propellers to fly like planes. They've had a number of accidents in the past. With the rise of domestic extremism and lone wolf attacks, senators in Washington held a hearing about the security around federal buildings across the country. ABC's Liz Landers is more from Washington. The Senate Homeland Security Committee held a hearing Wednesday on keeping federal buildings across the country safe. Chairman Gary Peters says that current security recommendations are oftentimes ignored in the more than 9,000 federal buildings nationwide. Chris Klein, the Director of Federal Protective Services at the Department of Homeland Security, on his department's work. Just this calendar year, we have prevented more than 15,000 dangerous weapons, including more than 500 firearms, from entering federal facilities. Liz Landers, ABC News, Washington. Former President Donald Trump's lawyers have suggested their strategy in his election interference case in Washington will involve distancing him from the horde of U.S. Capitol rioters, whom he has embraced on the campaign trail. Special counsel Jack Smith's team has signaled to make the case that Trump is responsible for the chaos that unfolded on January 6, 2021, and point to the Republican ex-president's continued support of the rioters to help establish his criminal intent. The competing arguments highlight the extent to which the riot serves as an inescapable backdrop in a landmark trial set to start March 4th in a courthouse just blocks from the Capitol. With more and more Democrats criticizing Israel for its conduct in the war on Hamas, the highest-ranking Jewish member of Congress is speaking out. More from ABC's Stephen Portnoy. Chuck Schumer says he agrees Israel should take pains to avoid killing civilians in Gaza. But the highest-ranking Jewish member of Congress says some criticism of Israel's war on Hamas has crossed a line. And in a 45-minute floor speech, the Senate Majority Leader blasted progressives for leveling it. When I've asked some of the marchers what they would do about Hamas, they don't have an answer. Many don't seem to care. Amid the activist pressure on the left, some Democrats in Congress are increasingly saying Israel shouldn't be given a blank check by the U.S. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. U.S. authorities say an Indian government official directed a plot to assassinate a prominent Sikh separatist leader in New York after he advocated for a sovereign state for Sikhs. They also announced murder-for-hire charges were unsealed in Manhattan federal court against the man arrested in the Czech Republic, who was alleged to be part of that plot. The government official was not identified by name in the indictment. A White House National Security Council spokesperson said in a statement that it engaged in direct conversations with the Indian government at the highest levels about holding those responsible accountable after learning about the plot in July. And if you're thinking of getting an electric vehicle, you might want to take a look at what Consumer Reports has to say. More from ABC's Sherry Preston. 
EVs have proven to be far less reliable on average than gas-powered cars, trucks, and SUVs, according to Consumer Reports. Its latest survey finds 2021 through 2023 model years had on average 80 percent more problems than vehicles propelled with regular combustible engines. EV owners reporting not only problems with the battery and the charging systems, but also with the way the car's body panels fit together. Consumer Reports Senior Director of Auto Testing Jake Fisher describes the problems as growing pains and says things will get better as the technology improves. Sherry Preston, ABC News.